everybody, Jeanette Jifkins from Onyx Legal and what I'd like to discuss with you today is trademarks. Is there anybody in the room who already has a registered trademark? One, two, that's it. Okay, um, in terms of registering trademarks, your trademark registration applies only in the country where you register the mark. So if you have registered your mark in your country, say Canada or Australia or New Zealand, um, then that's where it will be registered. It doesn't carry internationally unless you've obtained international registration, which is quite involved and quite expensive. So when we have clients who want international registration, what we recommend is get registration in Australia first. Then in the six months after registration, you can make a, an application based on the Madrid Protocol, um, which is an international um, treaty between countries and if you make an application through that and it's successful then the date of registration of your trademark in those other countries comes back to the date you registered it here in Australia so it gives you priority over time. Uh, now the reason I'm ra raising trademarks today is that there seems to be a lot of confusion for people between what is a trademark and what is copyright and they are two very different areas of law. There's they're both about intellectual property rights, but they are different areas of law. So something that you might want to get registered as a trademark or the purpose of registering trademarks is all about um, point of origin, distinction from other products or services or distinction in the market. So, for example, can anyone name me a, a sports shoe brand? Doggy. Exactly. Very well known. And what is the symbol from Nike? The tick. That's it, the tick. So we are all very familiar with the name Nike and the tick for Nike. That's because they are trademarks. They're used for the purpose of distinguishing that brand. Um, something like calling yourself cyber specialist isn't a distinction, okay, because that's a description. That's telling people what you do. It's not going to um, ensure that people understand there is a level of quality or service or anything associated with that. It's a description. So that's sort of the difference between what's a trademark and what's not a trademark. Uh, in terms of what gets trademark protection, something short, a small phrase or a name can be registered for trademark protection, but it won't necessarily get copyright protection because it's not big enough. An image, so um, Sabrina has that lovely owl behind her, that owl will have copyright protection because it's a creative piece of work. So there is a level of protection there, however Sabrina can now also apply to get that registered as a trademark if she chose to use that as the distinct distinctive part of her brand. Um, so you can have both copyright and trademark in something, but whether it qualifies for either will depend on the nature of it. Pardon me. <clears throat> um, one of the reasons you might want to register a trademark is where there is value in your brand. Um, so Nike, people look for shoes because of the Nike brand. If people are looking for you because of your brand, then that's when you might consider registering a trademark. 
Um, an example that I've got from a client we worked with a few years ago was uh, they were working in a particular industry. They were importing products from overseas and distributing them in Australia. The supplier in the UK they were importing through had a particular brand name and it was registered in the UK, but it wasn't registered in Australia. And our client was using that name in their domain name for their website all over their website and in their branding. A couple of years after they started doing that, an American competitor in the same industry with the same products that had the same, exactly the same name registered in the US moved into the Australian market. And when they came into the Australian market, they registered their trademark here in Australia. Now there's all sorts of technical arguments about who was the first to use the trademark um, and that's that's a court case around the name Target based out of Launceston in Tasmania so I can tell you about that if you're interested um, but they they registered their trademark after it had been registered for about 12 months they sent my client a nasty letter in the mail which was quite detailed that essentially said you must pull down your website immediately you must hand over the website to us you must pay us any profits that you've earned using that no name etc so the way trademark law works in Australia you have to have commercial negotiation before you can go to court um, and we wrote back to them and said well I sat down with my client and I talked through their business and it turned out that their business was not dependent on the trademark. The value wasn't actually in the trademark for them. The value was in their database. And their database wasn't going to be impacted by the change in trademark. So we contacted the UK supplier, explained the problem. They were rebranding anyway. So they immediately applied for registration of the new brand here in Australia and they licensed it to my client straight away. We worked with our client so that he rebranded his business with that new brand over the course of 90 days. We went back to the company from the US and said, okay, rather than go to court, my client's prepared to rebrand. This is what they're going to do. We need 90 days. There's no way that they would um, be looked favorably upon by a court unless they allowed for that time to happen. So that's what our client did. And then at the end of that 90 days, we were able to demonstrate to them that the client had done everything. He kept his database. He kept his Facebook page because he just rebranded it with the new brand. So he had all of the connections on the Facebook page. His business wasn't disrupted. It did cost him money to rebrand. And then they said, okay, we'll hand over the domain name. Now the domain name was a .com. So my client, given that the trademark was registered in the UK and .com is an international um, uh, domain name ending, he still had permission to use it in the UK. So for them to have it, they had to purchase it from him and that purchase price was sufficient to cover his legal costs. So there are strategies available and what you need to do in terms of your business with your trademarks is look at, is there a risk that an international company is going to come into the market and threaten me? If so, maybe I should register my trademark. Um, do I have a registrable mark? So we have a couple of clients who periodically ask us to test registration of what they want to register. Um, 
we do our first step process is to say, okay, we've had a look at what's available. We've had a look at the way IPA, uh, IP Australia operates. We actually don't think you're going to get registration. Um, we suspect that what will happen is we'll get an, what's called an adverse report and we'll have to respond to that and demonstrate why you should have it registered. And they go, don't care. Let's try because if we try the process, the chances are nobody else will have success in that area either. And then at least we know we're not going to be trumped by someone else. Um, so there's different ways to use trademark registration. Uh, there's a whole lot more information about trademarks. I could just keep talking, um, <laughs> but I won't go into that for you. Um, I will just mention that court case in Tasmania that I said before, Target. So what happened in Tasmania was there was a little country store called Target and it had been operating for donkey's years before the big international conglomerate of Target came into the market. And the international company came and set up in Launceston and then immediately sued the existing Target and said, you're using our trademark. And the court said, they've been in the area longer than you. You were never in this market before they came along. Um, and as a consequence, they have the right to use that branding here in this market and you can't stop them. So uh, that case was, I think, back in the 70s, 60s or 70s. Um, and that's, that's an example of one of the technicalities that happens in trademark law, which is prior and pre-existing use that you can demonstrate that um, predates the registration or use of the trademark in the territory. Um, so there you go. Any questions? Yes, Fred. Yeah, what's the cost of trademarking? Um, so we charge um, $1,100 or $1,200 to go through the process. It's a three-step process that that covers the cost of. Then you have um, IP Australia registration fees in addition to that. So the registration fees are either $250 per class and there are 45 classes. You don't need to be registered in 45 classes, believe me. You probably need registration in one class. Um, so it's $250 fee to IP Australia or it's a $400 fee if you have unique registration information. Um, so it just depends. We um, when we go for the first stage of the process, we let you know how many classes we recommend it be registered in and what descriptors to use and whether that's going to be 250 a class or 400 a class. Um, so it varies, but, you know, if you budget around two grand, um, that's probably a good place to start. Anna. Thank you. Um, can you trademark in any country? Your okay, so there trademark registration is available in a lot of countries, but it depends where you're seeking to have it registered as to how it can be done. So, for example, using the Madrid protocol, there is a limited, limited, over 160 countries, I think, where you can use the Madrid protocol. But funnily enough, one of the clients we're working with at the moment um, looked at both the Solomons and Bangladesh for registration. And in those two countries, they're not under the Madrid protocol. So we would have to use a local trademark attorney to assist in that process. 
Um, but yeah, essentially anywhere where you're operating your business and you have a market, you could register your trademark. If you're going into the US, they have a dis different system to Australia. So in Australia, you can register a trademark and you've got three years to use it. In the US, you have to show commercial use before you apply for registration. So every country is a little bit different. Cool. Yeah, so just when you talk about strategy, um, obviously to register in multiple countries becomes a very expensive exercise. So so um, obviously our brand, you know, and, and uh, same with Be Connected World. Um, if we're registered in Australia and we have a .com.au, all right, so therefore we're solid in Australia, and then you use something like a landing page um, with a .com on it that actually redirects to that, what's what's the chances or do you have an opinion on if that's a good strategy rather than registering all over the place in other words we're trading out of australia but there are people buying our products in other countries how secure would that be if somebody's wanting to take over our brand um, longer um, term in other countries so that's not a bad strategy but the first thing you would do before you did something like that is look at registrations in the company in the countries where you're looking at acquiring market share so mm. if for example you're looking at acquiring market share in the us you do a us trademark search initially to see whether there is a competitor in that space using the same or a very similar name at the moment if there is and we've done this for a client recently they came to us and they picked a name it was registered to a multinational that wasn't using it but it was still registered we went back to the client said pick a different name it's just not worth it's not worth the headache. Um, so it does depend on doing those searches first. But consider this, Google did not register that trademark in Australia until it had been in the market five or six years. Facebook didn't register a trademark in Australia before it had been here four years. Um, you don't necessarily have to register in a market as soon as you arrive in that market. Um, so if your strategy is around... Um, going into a different market and your .com, your primary market, your .com.au is protected, um, that's probably going to be a sensible strategy moving forward. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions?